There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Fifteen years is a long old time in wrestling. Back in 2006, I gelled my hair like I was Simon in the Inbetweeners, and in WWE, a certain CM Punk made his debut, Rey Mysterio won the Rumble and the world title at WrestleMania, and a backstage fight between Booker T and Batista broke the internet. With all those huge events, my hairstyling less so, you might have missed a few things back then. With that in mind, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, and these are 10 things you didn't know about WWE in 2006. Number 10. Vince McMahon was accused of groping a woman at a tanning salon. Yikes. A 22-year-old woman accused Vince of trying to grope, fondle, and then forcibly kiss her in the Tanzabar Tanning Salon in Boca Raton, Florida. The woman, an employee of the salon, told police that Vince came in late at night on Sunday the 29th of January, which would have been right after the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, showed her naked pictures of himself on his cell phone before groping her. Witnesses came forward and claimed that Vince did not do anything and he was acting gentlemanly the whole time, even shaking people's hands and talking to customers. Ultimately, no charges were filed. Number 9. Psychosis lives up to his name. After Juventud Guerrero was released in January due to his, let's just say, erratic and egotistical behaviour, you'd think that his former Mexicals pals would take the hint and sit up straight and keep themselves out of trouble. Nope. Psychosis, real name Dionisio Castellanos Torres, was arrested on October 9th after he stole a car from a 23-year-old man called Alexander Valencia Ramirez. Psychosis apparently initially asked to borrow the car, but when Ramirez refused, he had a gun pulled on him by the off-kilter wrestler and his car was stolen. While making his getaway, Psychosis hit several cars before he was finally caught. Police then discovered that the gun Psychosis had used was in fact actually a water pistol. After learning about this whole escapade, unsurprisingly, WWE released Psychosis from his contract. Number 8. Palmer Cannon quits WWE mid-tour due to backstage hazing. Remember Palmer Cannon? He was introduced to WWE TV in September 2005 as a representative of the network who would make unpopular decisions and overall SmackDown GM, Teddy Long. Thankfully, nowadays, authority figures are a thing of the art. 
Anyway, Cannon quit the WWE in April 2006 during the first night of a European tour. He'd been hazed by several of the veterans of the SmackDown locker room, including Chris Benoit and JBL. This was unfortunately standard practice for the time. The hazing got so bad that Cannon and JBL almost got into a physical confrontation. Cannon decided to hand in his notice and fly himself home rather than endure any more hazing. It was a pretty ballsy move from Cannon. Many wrestlers had to suffer the bullying of JBL, Benoit and others, but few had the nerve to stand up for themselves. Long story short, JBL is, and always has been, a knobhead. Number 7. Huge heat on RVD for refusing to go to Iraq again. WWE started overseas trips to military bases in Iraq in 2003, as WWE's way of saying thanks to the armed forces of the United States. Talent could only be asked to volunteer to go due to safety concerns, but it was said that if you were asked to go, it was strongly encouraged that you agree. It was an unwritten rule. To refuse to go was considered a direct affront to Vince McMahon, who made the trips himself. Everyone seemed happy to go. Everyone that is, except for Rob Van Dam. RVD politely declined WWE's invitation in December 2004, opting instead to be at home with his wife Sonya. And he got heat for it then, but he got even worse when he refused to go again in 2006. RVD was already in management's bad books thanks to his drug bust in the summer. And things only soured more when he told WWE, thanks, but no thanks. Number 6. Cesaro was offered a developmental deal When Antonio Cesaro finally made it to WWE TV in 2012, the question on fans' lips was, what took so long? The artist, formerly known as Claudio Castagnoli, had been a standout on the American indies and international scene with his size and look, and he appeared to be tailor-made for WWE. Well, it wasn't like WWE hadn't already tried to sign him before. The company actually offered him a developmental contract in November of 2006. Cesaro had what was described as a very good tryout in front of WWE officials, and the then ROH Tag Team Champion was apparently bound for Deep South Wrestling. But something happened, and the deal was taken off the table a few weeks later. Rumours at the time suggested that it was something to do with visa issues, but Cesaro refuted that. Whatever the case was, Cesaro was forced to go back to the Indies and Japan. He would have to wait another six years for his next WWE shot. Number 5. Shawn Michaels asked that the DX content be toned down. The reformation of DX was greeted with mixed reactions by the WWE Universe. For some, it was a welcome return of a highly successful Attitude Era gimmick. Oh, what about the Attitude Era? Others wondered how Triple H and Shawn Michaels, who are now family men, would be able to pull the gimmick off. And for the 2006 DX revival, Michaels only agreed to do it if certain demands were met. Most of these pertain to the sexual content that the original incarnation of the group was infamous for. Michaels, now a born-again Christian, demanded that WWE tone it down. He had his kids and his church to think about. The breaking point was a truly risible simulated oral sex scene featuring Triple H and Candice Michelle from the July 3rd edition of Monday Night Raw. WWE toned the segments down and DX grew more and more kid-friendly and flogged a boatload of glow sticks too. 
Number four, Canyon causes controversy. Canyon was fired by the WWE in February 2004 after being used as little more than a jobber on SmackDown. He'd been plagued by serious injuries and WWE basically decided to cut their losses. He worked on the independent scene and also made a couple of appearances for TNA as Chris Kay before deciding to retire in late 2005. Post-retirement, Canyon took aim at the WWE and what he felt was his unfair dismissal from the company. Canyon, who came out as homosexual, claimed the company had released him because he was gay. He caused a minor disturbance at a WWE house show in Tampa, Florida, coming down to ringside during DX's match and shouting at Triple H and Shawn Michaels before being escorted out of the building by security. And then, later in the month, Canyon posted a lengthy off-topic retort to one of Jim Ross's blog posts. In it, Canyon claimed that WWE had fired him and Orlando Jordan for being gay and that JR had told Canyon to act like a bad gay person before being beaten up by The Undertaker during a segment on SmackDown in early 2003 because America hates gays and will eat it up. Sadly, Canyon, who had been suffering from bipolar disorder, committed suicide on April 2nd, 2010. He was 40 years old. Number three, Sabu was trying to get fired. RVD wasn't the only ECW wrestler pissing WWE management off in late 2006. RVD's buddy Sabu, who many didn't give a chance in WWE to begin with, was also ruffling a lot of feathers backstage. The feeling in November was that Sabu was lucky to still have a job with the company. The first strike against him came when he gave John Cena a black eye during an angle on Raw in July. Later in the year, however, Sabu began showing up late to house shows and kept falling asleep in the backstage area for which he was jobbed out to Amarga and then he blew off some promotional commitments after a set of ECW tapings. Apparently he was supposed to film some adverts for the upcoming Elimination Chamber match at December to Dismember but just left while the taping was in progress. Many in the company felt as if he was trying to get himself fired. Sabu was taken out of the Elimination Chamber match as a result of all this backstage drama and replaced by Hardcore Holly, which was, yeah, let's just say not a very popular decision with the ECW fans. He managed to last until May 2007 and even got a WrestleMania match, but he was on thin ice towards the end of 2006 and his standing in the company never really improved. Number two, elevated liver enzymes. For any given WWE show, the company will always be careful to include the line card subject to change somewhere in the advertising. WWE had a mini bloody crisis though in July 2006 when three wrestlers had to be removed from the Great American Bash pay-per-view due to elevated liver enzymes. SmackDown's The Great Carly, Bobby Lashley and Super Crazy were all said to have high levels of liver enzymes with Lashley's and Crazy's said to be off the charts. This was a concern for WWE because elevated liver enzymes are a sign of hepatitis C, a hard to cure condition which is easily spread. Until the problem was sorted, WWE couldn't allow the performers to wrestle lest they infect anyone else. Big Show replaced Carly in his Punjabi prison match against The Undertaker and that went well. Matt Hardy stepped in for Super Crazy against Cruiserweight champion Gregory Helms and Bobby Lashley was removed from a triple threat match with William Regal and Finlay making it a singles match for the US title. Number 1. The creators of Assy McGee file an intellectual property lawsuit against WWE. Yep, yeah, that's all right. The creators of <clears throat> 
Assy McGee, an animated show about a crime-stopping pair of buttocks, look it up, filed a lawsuit against WWE in December 2006 over WWE's undeniably similar Mr. McMahon's Kiss My Ass Club cartoon. The cartoon, which aired on WWE.com, only lasted a few months, but surprise, surprise, Vince thought the cartoon was the best thing ever. And then... Cartoon Network came calling. Vince was apparently furious at the lawsuit, and Michael Coles, who was running WWE.com and commissioned the show, attempted to play dumb by proclaiming that he'd never seen Assie McGee before. Cole got some serious heat for his error, and WWE were even planning on developing the McMahon cartoon and had merch planned, but had to scrap it after only a few episodes. Assie McGee came first and WWE were deemed to be infringing on their intellectual property. WWE and especially Michael Cole made asses out of themselves on this occasion. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 